Hi, my friends. Welcome to Sort of Brilliant, a show where the characters are made up and the sorting absolutely does matter. My name is Rachel. And I'm her best friend and co-host, Lauren. Every other week, we're going to invade a fandom and determine whether your favorite character belongs in Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. We're the Harry Potter podcast that talks way more about any other franchise. Here, we use the sorting structure from Harry Potter as a common language without supporting the author or her beliefs. As for the sorting itself, there's bound to be some arguments along the way. But in the end, we're always right. According to us. Uh, according to us. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another beautiful, fantastic episode of Sort of Brilliant. We are taking a break from like doing super long, seasons-long television shows or uh, really new blockbuster movies, and we just decided to have just some throwback fun with this one. So uh, if you were alive during the 2000s at the peak of cinema truly then you caught movies like Shoes who do you Man. think who's listening to this who wasn't alive during the 2000s i don't know i'm constantly uh, surprised by the times people were born so someone born in 2000 probably didn't watch she's the man as a teenager and really get that to is enjoy a teenager it. but no but that's when you peak enjoy it so uh the first time they saw it was as a teen yeah like i wasn't usually. around for peak 10 things I hate about you, but that's definitely when I saw I it. guess I was not a teen during that, but uh, maybe a preteen, which is also peak for that. But, like, she's the man's, what, 2004? Maybe. I don't know. So if you're it's born like, in 2000, you're not watching it at all. Same so, time as Mean Girls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, 2004. So if you were a teen, a tween, or a younger, I don't know, I want to say, like, eight, nine and up kid... Then I'm sure you had a great time watching 2006. It's a little better. For She's the Man? Yeah. I would have been she's, in sixth grade. Seems older. That's wild. Like, Mean Girls seems... Mean Girls 2004. Uh, yeah, I know. But it seems, uh, like, more updated and newer than She's the Man. Mean Girls is timeless. <laughs> yeah. I think, it, it is, I think the, uh, the storyline of She's the Man is so... Um, unbelievable <laughs> that it takes you back to like never been kissed territory where you're like what is happening yeah it's definitely bizarre I had a hard time just to, just watching and enjoying this one instead of being like what how the fuck is this happening and no one's questioning you're like no one's say like no one's saying the obvious thing specifically that you would say like in 2023 in modern times like could this not just be a gay boy that are we just no one's gonna float that idea at Amanda Vines pretending to be her brother. It's kind of beautiful though that they're like <laughs> you can have all these effeminate traits and still be straight. That's a nice perspective out there. Yeah, uh, it's it was just a little bit. It's not a Shakespeare <laughs> a play, much. which is it's a comedic Shakespeare play, which are always ridiculous. Make the best teen movies. Um, they do make the best teen movies. I love Clueless and 10 Things I Hate About You is fantastic. And uh, I can't think of anything else. But Clueless is listen. Shakespeare. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. That's just an adaptation of a, of a Austin. 1800s novel. Jane's Austen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Shakespeare was 1500s. But I like, I guess what I mean to say is I like modern takes right. of classic. Did you see films. that uh, Much Ado About Nothing? That came out a couple years ago. Is it called Much Ado About Nothing? Yeah. 
And it was by a super famous. There's an older one. Yeah, but there was like a newer-ish one. And it was like modern. I'm going to look it up now because it was, there were a lot of famous people in it. It was done by somebody super famous who did this. Can you hear me typing? No. I'm good. Uh, Are you talking about the 1993 one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was one that came out. Not super long ago. Maybe it's based on it, but not quite titled that. No, it was called 2005. Yeah, it was called Much Do About Nothing. Yeah, Billy Piper was in it and Tom Ellis. Oh, so British one. Yeah, but. Yeah, anyway, that's my favorite Shakespeare play. Mine's Big Beth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Could you tell me anything about Macbeth? Yeah, I love those witch bitches. Okay. Yes, I love Macbeth. <laughs> like you and everyone else in America, we write all read Shakespeare in high school and probably college one on one classes. Yes. Um, I <laughs> I've never seen an adaptation of that one though. That'd be great. They should do a comedic adaptation. I, of that yeah, one. I was going to say it's not a comedy. <laughs> it could very easily be one with the right mind. Get Taika Waititi on it. Uh, so this was an interesting movie. I love Amanda Bynes. The Amanda Show was great. Amanda, please. Um, again, if you're of a certain age, you know. You know, you know. Bring in the dancing and lobsters. So great. Just fantastic television. Just a great time to be a kid. All that. All those kinds of shows were, oh, Kim and Cal. I just love it. I miss it greatly. But Amanda Bynes, this was like, she's the man's like peak Amanda Bynes. She's doing her, the most sketch comedy she's ever done. (laughs) Peak that. Very, very Jack Black performances. Um, Really funny. She was really, really funny. So it, you know, she made it. She really did because (laughs) it feels like there's not a lot of people in that movie, even though there are quite a lot of people in that movie. I guess it's just that she's... The standout she's playing personality. two characters, like yeah, Nina in the Vampire Diaries. Time, yeah, who really kills it as well. Uh, Channing Tatum's there. <laughs> no, it's fine. Do Corsino. So, yeah. Uh, they were so clever with the names. I'm He's sure the Duke are. of Orsino in Twelve oh. Nights. Yeah, that's really really clever. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like it's another Dorcas uh, no Dorcas here so I don't know I mean it's funny because to me Amanda's character is two different houses because oh my God. I was she's uh, pretending to be somebody else she's pretending to be somebody else but before I even had a glimpse of that character I, <laughs> I was saying that I think her portrayal of this boy character is this house and then later on we come to see that the real person is that house so that was funny she did a great job in person <laughs> she's not that house when she's regular what's her name olivia viola no. viola yeah olivia really the... it's the same letters just scrambled different so. it is you're correct maybe there was yeah. some intention there um <laughs> i assume so Olivia's the, um, we'll be sorting her too, I guess. She's. I guess. I (laughs) I don't really care for her. (laughs) Well, she was 
Am- the most oblivious, amazingly <laughs> just yeah. whatever she wanted the world to be. Interesting people. Uh, they, none of them could ever exist from the parents down. None of this could happen. And that's what makes it beautiful. So I, they seemed kind of rich. So I could maybe believe that rich sure. yeah. family would be like this. Yeah, the Zuckerbergs are known to be exactly yeah. like this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not noticing when their kids are, are not staying in their house. Not a thought behind those lizard eyes. No, no. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with whoever you want to start with. This was Lauren's recommendation, this movie. Because uh, well, Rachel told me I should do a back to school. So right. this is back to school. <laughs> I guess technically it is back to school. It is back to school. We did Legally Blonde one year for like a back to school movie. Was we, did it with, we did it with Clueless. Like they were Clueless was your birthday. Very close to each other. Yeah, Legally Blonde was right after. Yeah, for back to school. Um, oh, is this what we do? We do a, a school movie? I, it must be because that's what you told me to do. <laughs> you said once back to school-ish. She just obeys. Yep. It's true. I give the order. I like being bossed obeys. around. So... We got to talk about these people and they're these fucking weirdos we in their houses. Keep this energy really as high as it weird. is right now. Yeah, they're very <laughs> weird people. Um, Viola. I'm going to keep... Yeah. Oh, man, I want to keep calling her Olivia. That's Name's hard. Viola. That's hard. Because I'm I have Viola, an Aunt Viola and I like cheese. I have an Aunt Viola. She's in her, like, 90s. That's mm-hmm. all I can think of when I say that name. So it's very, very That's weird. so interesting because I think it's coming around to be, like, Trendy again. That's probably because Olivia was huge for the last 10 years and people are like, I like it, but I want to spin it. Maybe. I don't know. It's just like when you, you there are some names like Edith. You're like, that's an old person name. <laughs> you know, I don't think of Viola as an old person name. <laughs> Viola is really old to me. So I don't know. It might just be like, yeah, it's been out of commission. People don't know it. Viola. Isn't that an instrument? Viola. Yeah, Viola. Mm. Mm. Well, Viola is weird as fuck. Um, she's like... All these people are weird. Yeah. Yeah, but Viola most of all, and her brother most of all, like the twins share this fucking weirdo gene. Um, <laughs> they, 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 they're look at their parents on like actually unbelievable. So... Uh, do we recount the plot? There's no, it's not. I mean, it's Twelfth Night. If you know Twelfth Night, um, I'm sure. I'm sure people know she's the man too. She, um, yeah, uh, she plays soccer, and they cut the girls' team at her school. And um, so her brother is leaving town to go play with his band in London, and tells her to like cover for him. And her school starts two weeks later than his. So instead of like calling the school and pretending to be mom and telling the school that um, her brother is sick, like he asked her to do, she decides to dress up as her brother and go to school as him and join the men's soccer team and make the team and then play the old men's soccer team at the school that wouldn't let her join because they were very sexist and beat them. And then I guess probably rip off her wig in dramatic fashion and be like, aha, I'm a woman. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the plan. Um, And this was a um, extremely quickly put together plan. (laughs) She, (laughs) she just decided. She just decides. And yeah. Her mom says, sometimes you might as well just be your brother. And she's like, 
deal. <laughs> sure. Yeah, she just fucking does it. Yep, she does. She goes and uh, gets her hairdresser makeup friend to um, dress her up as a boy and teach her how to be a boy. And uh, and then she does it. <laughs> it helps that she passes really well. Like, you know, she looks like her brother. It's kind of crazy because they're not actually related. Mm-hmm. So She's when they also found about actor, like six or eight inches shorter. So, but nobody notices yeah. that. It's fine. It's fine. No one notices the height differences, the sideburn differences, the facial hair. Like, you know, when you shave your face and you have stubble, she doesn't have that, but the brother does. No one notices these things. Just don't, don't look too closely at it. So Viola goes and she's like, yeah, might as well be my brother. You're absolutely right. And just goes to the school, finds the dorm. I don't even know how to explain the ridiculousness of the situation like she realizes i guess that she's too stereotypically like emotional and effeminate for them and they're like a little weirded out by her pretending to be a him so she concocts this plan with her hairdresser friend to like strategically convince them that she actually is the man she gets all her like soccer player friends from the female team to come and like pretend to be like and it 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 works they're all like works beautifully we worship you now uh because that would happen and (laughs) she plays i mean i can believe it i can believe it oh i can't believe her for a fucking second with this these accents she's putting on no 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 i can believe that the guys would be into her (laughs) (laughs) i don't really have a guy with big abs okay (laughs) catch you later uh, Monique, your insides are rubric. <laughs> what the fuck she said? Absolutely bonkers she's a, bananas. She's a Slytherin. She she um she has a goal. She decides she wants to um she wants to play soccer, uh, and she wants to beat her old team because they were very sexist and mean to her. Uh, and she immediately figures out how she's going to do it, and then she goes and does it, and she um she has the end planned out obviously she wants to join the team and you know when she initially joins the team she's not a starter so she has to become a starter um and she like rolls with the punches she like you know these like rachel said these guys didn't start out liking her um and she figured out a plan with her friend to make sure that she was popular she um made a deal with duke where he's really into olivia and olivia does like that viola is a girl um, although she doesn't know it, but that's the aspect of Sebastian that she likes, that she's in touch with her feelings. So uh, she strikes a deal with Duke where she'll like get him in good with Olivia if he like teaches her more soccer and like gets her to start before the Cornwall game. So she's just like rolling with it. Like she really does not care. Um, and as this progresses, there are some moments where she has to be Viola um, because her mom has entered her into like debutante stuff. Um and Duke is part of that world as well. So she runs into Duke as herself. And uh, while rooming with Duke, she has fallen in love with him. So she starts manipulating Duke uh, towards liking or dating Viola as his friend Sebastian. <laughs> and does not, to- like, it's totally no um, moral... <laughs> thought to this or like I maybe we'll feel bad about this or like Duke may not like this when this inevitably ends because it has to end because my brother is coming back but 
Um, she's just rolling with it. She uh, just knows what she wants, and she's like, I don't care. I'm going to do it. And she does. Yeah, she really <laughs> she doesn't does. give a shit. Um, it was pretty clear to me just <laughs> really, really quickly on uh, one of uh, the sl- a slither and tell like really quickly, especially if you're younger, is um, are they deceiving their parents in some way like really quickly and just like getting away with it, no questions asked. And she does that immediately at the beginning of the movie. Her mom's like, okay, you're going to your dad's. And she's like, go to her fucking dad's. Her mom's not going to check up on that. I mean, her parents are incredibly easy to deceive, but it is kind of a trend, especially with young people in this house where they easily get one over on their parents. So that was my first clue. Uh, My second was that she just did this and it happened. Like there was no second guessing of it. She didn't have any anxiety over it. And she really doesn't care. And the third confirming one is as she starts to get more like into the Duke. What's the guy's name? What's Channing Tatum's name? Duke. Duke. As she gets more, I'm going to call him Channing Tatum. As she gets more into Channing Tatum, uh, she starts to get mad at Olivia, who is doing nothing wrong. Uh, She's being completely manipulated and twisted up and whatever. And this is all Viola's doing. Um, And she still ends up getting like annoyed that Olivia might, like that guy like she she might like duke too and she's like absolutely not while concocting this entire like she doesn't give a shit at all that she's puppeteering it and like fucking around with people she's trying to it's reach like, an end goal in line yeah um she's trying to reach an end goal and she meet, olivia he's a yeah. man a man with feelings and i'm a woman with feelings yeah the my feelings are just seem to match his feelings crazy eyes when she's staring at him <laughs> working out that's how slytherins who love gryffindors especially like big muscly meaty him wow you gave away his them. house well he's next so <laughs> and you know what i'm just gonna go right into him because i'm gonna tell you guys right now i don't have anything to say about this man besides <laughs> he's definitely a gryffindor like there's no, there's, I, you could watch it. It's like an hour and a half of your time. And it's a, it's a, it's a good movie. Male love interest. Yeah. He doesn't talk much. Um, but when he does, it's just like, he's vomiting Gryffindor all over you. Like he. Rachel's favorite parts were when he would snap in people's faces and tell them to move. It was so funny. <laughs> he was my favorite character. Yeah. I enjoyed was him he? the most. Yeah. I really, really liked him. Him and the girl about him, But I loved him. Eunice. Yes. You loved him. Yeah. Eunice. No, he's, I have nothing to say about him. He just does what a man should do. He's quiet. And then he yells at people who are annoying him or in his face. And uh, he's also, he's very cute with the whole, like, he can't talk to girls that he likes thing. It's, it's sincere and it's cute. And it's, uh, it's, like not something that you get in ca- in popular male lead, like romantic leads, I guess. Oftentimes, in very popular movies like this, he's like a cocky kind of like really self assured, funny, you know, the type. Or like if you're reading the types of fiction that are popular right now, like fairy shit, they're all popular. <laughs> it's the same shit. They're like leading men with a certain flavor, yes. and they're not like this guy. Um, so it's I nice and endearing to see something different. Gryffindors right now. I can, like, but can he's you? not like this. Oh, yeah. okay. I know who you're thinking. Yeah, but he like yeah. is the secondary main character. You know what I'm saying? Like he became because there was a POV switch. I guess, but but no, but like not the main man. Like there was a POV <laughs> switch, and that made him the main. If we're thinking of the same person, was there? We're not thinking of the same person. Oh, I was talking about the witchy one. The witchy one. My people. 
Oh, duh. Mm, okay, I was thinking of uh, Bat Boys. But, um... Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, no, no. he is technically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's not to me. But <laughs> uh, no, Duke is very, like... It's, like, cute and sweet, and you definitely don't see it often, so it was very endearing to me. Um, he just really liked this Olivia girl, and he just could not get words out of his mouth. He's like, I really like her. Um, and he can't make... He can't make the small talk. Yeah, his whole thing with Viola that he forgives her so quickly is he's like, I don't think like we would have talked the way that we did if I had known that you were a girl. Like he um like they really opened up and like talked about like they had this whole scene where they were like talking about feelings, and then he was like, You tell anyone about this, I'll kick your ass. Like and he was like, I wouldn't have done that if you were a girl, like I wouldn't have been able mm. to drop. So he is again, as we keep saying about Gryffindors, God they're They've got this emotional intelligence, like however it presents itself. But like he's very aware of his emotions. He just doesn't yeah. want. He just doesn't want to share them with anybody, and is anxious about sharing them, especially with uh, women. I guess. Um, yeah. So that's. I like- think just the ones he likes, because he's not nice to Eunice <laughs> at all. He tries to talk to Eunice. Yeah, he has no problem with that he one. Does he's like she likes cheese. Like- Get me the fuck out of here. Almost more than any other dairy byproduct. <laughs> She's the best, dude. She was so fun. She was just out here this entire movie just absolutely feeling she was herself. Just and like fishing for anybody. Like, you know, yeah. she's like, whatever lands in my But head. that one guy, I don't know his name, uh, <laughs> but he really did Toby. like her. Yeah, Toby. Toby really did like Eunice. Yeah, they ended up That's together. That's a cute real end. love. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah. Well, but, you know, they all have to end up together and get married and make babies. So. Yeah. Well, but you know, but yeah, but like um, Duke, should be really mad at Viola. I would be. I would be furious. I, I think I, I found texted you this. this. I, yeah, I'd be really mad at her. Did, whether I was Sebastian, you also Duke, Olivia. You also keep saying that you uh you were coming from Sebastian's point of view for some reason. But um, I was like, I promise Sebastian's okay. But you, you, I was um, just thinking of all the responsibility I would have to do. With the yeah, I know. But I he's not a Gryffindor, Rachel. Around me, uh, there Griffin. were no consequences for this because the school that should be sued. And the principal that, or should, that should be sued has no consequences. His parents give no consequences. It, 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 it's ridiculous. I feel like in reality, you'd hate your sister well, for doing this. You, I, well, he's, he's not a Gryffindor. And you also keep saying that Gryffindor is the most um, forgiving house. So Duke sat with a little gonna bit. I'm going to have to amend that. <laughs> so what I mean by that, I'm thinking about that a lot lately. Okay, really? Wow. You yeah, I don't actually think that we're the most forgiving house. I think that we're the easiest to see from a different person's perspective. Okay. And to learn to be okay with what they did to you. Okay. But we don't forget it. So does that mean that we actually forgive it? And if you continue to um, interact with somebody and be okay with them, I would say yes. No. I don't think so. I, I don't think it's actual forgiveness because there's a lot of people who piss me off. Like, consider family, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, family pisses you off all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And my family certainly annoys me. Um, I, I've gotten apologies and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It's fine. It's not. I'm still cool with them, though. Well, like, we're still, fu- you know? I'm able to understand and get into the brain of a different person and go, all right, I, I understand why you did the things you did. Um, and I can move on from this because I don't think, I think Gryffindors get hit with heavy emotional feelings and they pass as quickly as they hit. 
which makes us feel like we're very easily forgiving. It makes us feel like we get over things quickly. When in fact, I think it's festering constantly and we'll bring it up to you in 15 years and we never really moved on from it. So I don't know if that is actual forgiveness. Maybe it's temporary forgiveness. I think we're the quickest I don't think you can understand. be cool with somebody that you haven't forgiven. I guess you can't be cool with them, but no, I don't know about that. I don't think I agree. I think that just depends on the kind of personality you have. I I, I don't know. Like, I can see how you as a Slytherin couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. <clears throat> but I can. And I don't know if that's a Gryffindor thing, but I'd have to talk to more of them. Um, <laughs> Where are they hiding? They're like, yeah, no, I, I actually feel fine saying it. Like, because we move on so quickly from something, we move on so quickly um, because we, we, we don't want to look at it. <laughs> like, I don't want to feel it. I don't want to look at it. Um, and I don't want the responsibility. Yeah, but I'm thinking even of like characters, of like Gryffindor characters who have moved on really quickly, but I, they're never like chill about it afterwards you know like unless they've truly forgiven i think you just have to come to a point where like you don't care about it anymore i still don't know if that's forgiveness though like for example like say you call me really fuck ugly today um and it's like i I, that makes me feel horrible right but then you're like oh i i was just having a really really bad day okay i can understand that completely but that like really hurt my feelings and i'm like holding on to it and Five years from now, I might be like, yeah, I remember the time you called me fucking fuck ugly, but we can still be cool. Like, I can still refine. I forgave it and moved on. What are you going to do? I think if so, you bring it up again and it's been festering, you haven't. <laughs> you're not cool. I don't think we so move on from anything. I don't think we want. Like, God forbid you really fuck up with one of us because I really don't think. I think we can move past it. I don't think we look at you the same. I don't think we look at the person the same or like the relationship the same necessarily, but I think we find a way to build over it and move on into something different. And I've always considered that to be forgiveness. Now, I don't know if that's because I've never actually been doing anything (laughs) in my fucking life. And I just had a really warped version of forgiveness, but I don't think that we forgive the, the most easily. I think we just cover it up faster and want to move on from it the quickest. You've forgiven me before and other friends before, unless you truly haven't, and you're going to bring it up years later. I will bring it up. Then you haven't forgiven <laughs> Definitely bring it up. I, there's nothing off the table with me. I just You've never to done that to me before, though. I haven't had a reason, I guess. Why am I going to bring it up if I don't have a reason? I wouldn't it's not you like haven't had a reason. Wait a second. It's not like little shit. No, it's not I like it's little, not little annoyances. Shit. I'm thinking of like bigger shit. Uh, yeah. Again, though, even with bigger shit, like thinking of things that friends have done that have really fucking bugged me, right? Like anybody. I understand where these people that I love were coming from. I get it. I accept it and I accept an apology and we move past it. Is that still forgiveness, though, that if it still bothers be... you in the back of your head? No. What you just described is forgiveness, but if you move past it, you truly move past it. That's what moving past it is. It's not bringing so it up again. So then I'm telling you that we don't move past things. <laughs> so you <laughs> never forgive do. anybody, ever. I'm really trying to think about this, honestly, <laughs> and I'm trying to think about fictional characters, too. 
No, I'm thinking of like Dean and we'll bring things up like all the time, but he still loves Sam endlessly. But Sam constantly pisses him the fuck off and betrays him and makes him angry. But he still loves Sam. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you can get over shit. You can move past it without forgiving every little thing. You just, you, you put it back. You put it to the back of the head and you. But I would say that he's forgiven Sam. You don't think he's forgiven Sam? No, I think he has forgiven Sam. But he's like constantly on the precipice of when he's angry. Well, I think of, they like, do saying nasty shit. A lot of trade off because Sam <laughs> points out something that Dean has done. Sure, and then yeah, Dean is maybe like, okay. Well. That example. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I don't know. I think I just I really haven't given a lot of thought to it, and I'm like, I don't actually think I'm that forgiving of a person. And so how can I claim that, that my house is the thing? most forgiving? <laughs> I'm very my house, though. Like, very. You're the opinion. I can't be mistaken for another one. No, I know. it's. But there are many spectrums so, of color within Gryffindor House. I know, but I've made the very you bold can still statement be in, that we're the most forgiving. Yeah, and you but, can still uh, be in the most forgiving house, even though, though you're not particularly forgiving. We like to paint broad brushstrokes over... Um, Hufflepuffs and say that their method of um, anger can be very petty, but there can be an extremely not petty Hufflepuff. I agree, but I'm also wondering about the types of Gryffindors that I'm talking about that are actually genuinely forgiving. Like, consider Snow White from Once Upon a Time, right? She actually is a forgiving person. Yes. I don't actually think, though, that she's as righteous and sweet as she comes off as, or is like... The, I don't think so either, but I think she you, genuinely forgives. But, yeah, but does she forgive, like, for her for like any kind of selfish reason like I need to move on with this and like or because she genuinely wants to see the good in people so then to me that's more stupidity than actual I think that's it with Regina like I, that I she had no reason <laughs> to ever forgive Regina and I think she genuinely genuinely does by the end of the no the I have no these are the types of characters that made me say Gryffindor is the most forgiving right but then I really really look at myself and I'm not. And I look at the people around me, like the characters around me on the, on the lineup of Gryffindors, and they're not either. Well, I mean, um, you're also pretty right side and you're talking about like left. Like, I think um, I think Luke Skywalker is a pretty forgiving person. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think like Tony Stark is. And I right. don't well, think. Well, you just gave me an extreme right side Captain person. Captain Hook is like also right side. Yeah, so maybe I will amend the statement to say that left side Gryffindors are the most forgiving. Okay. Of all houses. All right. Cool. I would probably put Duke further on the left than I would on the right. So. Duke is a stupid ass who should have <laughs> never forgiven her. I would have lit her anyway, fucking car on fire. Anyway, <laughs> he um he did say basically that uh he forgave her so quickly because he was grateful that he was able to have those conversations with her and not like be anxious about them. Um, and he really likes her. That's the other, like this movie's so ridiculous. It's incredibly like early 2000s teen rom-com, right? But um, they do the thing where she's like, he's not going to, like she sent him this note and was like, meet me here. It was, it was literally um, Blair and Chuck on top of the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. Where it was like Chuck had to show up or, um, or Blair was going to think he never loved her again. So she invited him to this debutante like ball coming out thing. She was like, he's not coming. He's not coming. And then she like went outside. She wasn't even in her dress because she was so sure he wasn't coming. She went outside in the fog and like she saw a shadow and she was like, I knew you'd come. And they gagged you a little because it wasn't him and it was really funny. <laughs> but then it he was also really funny up. because she's literally saying the words, 
I didn't think you would come while she's standing right. there. No, no, like, no. She fully expected him to come. Uh, which is another Slytherin thing. She was like, he's not coming. He's not coming. Well, like fully waiting for that romantic mo- moment to happen. Bro, this, she and her brother, she's fucking Looney Tunes. And the people <laughs> around her, also all Looney Tunes and Dum Dums. All of them. But, you know, she's funny, so we'll forgive it. Um, <laughs> yeah, she totally expected him to fucking be there. So when he wasn't, yes, that was, that was pretty funny. But like, she gets what she wants in the end. Mm-hmm. It just worked out. Yep. <laughs> what she also she like do? switched schools and said like, fuck all my friends who don't have a soccer team, I guess. And she gets to play now on the I men's team at the new school. End with uh, a narrator speaking or with text over the nope. screen telling you about the future. No, it just nope. like it just shows ends you. with they do like the debutante. She's announced, and then there's like the scene where she, like the entire so- she's in the Illyrian colors, and the entire soccer team like rolls out, and that's it. It's funny that I can't think of anything but Akatar when people say Illyrian, like Illyrian or Illyrian. That's not Welcome specific to, to fucking cordophones, thorns, and roses well, everywhere. But it's so fun fact. Cornwall is the name of the kingdom where Viola and Sebastian come from in Twelfth Night, and Illyria is the island that they wash up on in the shipwreck. So, I wonder if Illyria, it, the first time it was ever mentioned in any form of entertainment, was Shakespeare. I wonder if it was. Is that something you're looking at? No, it's no. something I wondered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care about the answer. <laughs> it was just an interesting thing because. I've seen it in a lot of different. different I mean, Illyria is an books. actual place. Yeah, but when you say things like Illyrian fucking warriors and shit, like that's not. There's no fairy Illyrian warriors in real life, basically. Because there's no fairies. Yes. Correct. Correct. So but they were an actual people on an actual piece of land. All right. Well, then they're all dead, though, huh? The, Illyria no longer exists. No. So, I mean, those people still are, exist. They have a. Do they call themselves Illyrian? No, it's um, it's basically you know Italy. Do I know it? Yeah, you know where I, it is on the map. I've known it. If yeah. you cross the ocean to the right, like that coastal part was what Illyria was. So now it's like whatever's there now. I don't know the country. I'm not great at Mediterranean geography. Why would you ever change the name from something <laughs> so cool? I mean, because because it was a different. Uh, so it's where Slovenia, Croatia, Bosnia, um, Montenegro, Kosovo, and Albania are right Those now. are fine names. Illyria. Macedonia. Well, because it take it, Illyria was all of those places, and they chopped up into smaller countries. Would you know off the top of your head if Valeria was a real place ever at any point in history? Valeria? Yeah, with a V, Valeria. Where's that from? Game of Thrones. But it's oh. close to Illyria, Illyrian. So I'm wondering if George R. R. Martin just popped a V in front of that sucker. I mean, he might have. Yeah, very creative mind. Yeah, I don't know. Nope. I mean, that sounds way more Dragon Age and fucking made up than Illyria. <laughs> but um, I, I hear it all the time. Like, I, hear, I hear it in so much like media, whatever. But the but what stuck out most to me, even more than the fact that this was a real people and a real place, it's just a guitar in my head. So interesting, mm-hmm. very interesting. That's what I was thinking when Tom was watching this. Movie. No, it's a guitar, but not at all. Yeah, just because of the name. Interesting. I was thinking of how I could make it uh, an AU in my head. <laughs> you really, you can't though. 
the houses don't the houses nope. don't match up the same way. So nope. you cannot. Yes, it should come as no surprise. We should really just we also sort, that. sort the books that yeah, we. Yeah, we read. should really just sort that. Like, not wait for the Hulu series. It's not going to be nah, good. Let me read it again. <laughs> okay. I gotta read it again because too many people are coming for all the characters that I like on TikTok. Like, really? I, yeah. So I need to. Uh, oh, I don't see that at all. Well, I get the drugs of society more than oh, you. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's I gotta, funny because like, I don't like the characters that you like. So yeah, you do. I'm not as big a fan. Are you talking about Akatar? Yeah. You're not as big a fan of Resand, really. No, I was talking about Nesta. She's not my favorite character. Okay, she's, it's, she's good. I like Cassian way more than Nesta. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He's funny. Uh, it goes Resand. You just called Cassian. him not a main character. <laughs> huh? You just called not. him not a main character. I mean, come on, he's not. It's like the Scooby, it's like Buffy, he's like Xander. Like, you can't, he's oh. a, well, not like the character. Yes, I know, I know. In terms know. of how he matters. Wow. I can't, I can't say he's a Buffy. He's not. I mean, he's not a Buffy, but. But he's a cool dude. I don't really dislike any of them, actually, besides maybe Elaine. Anyway, that's, we're way off topic. But that's He okay. loves Tamlin. Honestly, he's the best. <laughs> One of the greatest characters. Everybody on the been. first book, you agree? Mm-hmm. I didn't like him in the first book. It actually, it's he's it wasn't that I didn't like him. Like, imagine everyone is like, I just like didn't like him. I knew. I like fucking knew something was off. Like, no, you didn't. Um, but, but I didn't love him. And no, you know why? Right there with you. Because he was blonde. Yeah, it's that, and it's also because I was like, there's somebody else coming. And, <laughs> I know well, that I <laughs> the, the the big inkling is that she calls Reese the most beautiful person she'd ever seen. Right. Like, you're gonna do that and then <laughs> make me think this is I go, all right, come on. There's clues. Anyway, we're again really far off topic here. It's fine. I guess we should talk about Olivia, who uh, I think is a dumbass. Olivia. But, <laughs> she is a dumbass. I don't I don't even know where I sorted her. Um I don't think I had her anyway. I didn't sort her. Uh, let me think. She is this beautiful girl that's like very sought after. Um, Duke is in love with her. I was too afraid to talk to her. She's got an actual serial killer stalker that like she makes, she uh, does Malcolm. Yeah, prone to her. She um she's extremely into emotional vulnerability in her men. Um, the college boyfriend that broke up with her like really hurt her. Uh. uh but as far as like, it kind of sucks when characters like this. So you know, she's sort of like very on the surface because I don't know much about her, yeah, her she convictions, she, her motivations. Well, she, I mean, she more was, about her love life. She's very goody goody. When her friend convinces her to like play Duke and Sebastian off of each other, she's like, "I would never do something like that." And her yeah, friend kind of dismisses it. it. Well, yeah, exactly. Her friend kind of dismisses it, like, "Well, you've never had to because you're so pretty." Um and she and then she immediately does it, but then obviously she feels bad about it because she's telling a stranger in a bathroom that she like feels really awful that she did that. I would say though that she did feel bad about it in that moment, but she kept doing shit like that. So how bad could you really felt about it? Like I think she found this power and was like, "What do you mean she kept doing?" No, I want him to like me. So she kept doing it. No, she didn't. Not after she said it in the bathroom. She told Viola in the bathroom, and then Viola. Oh, no, no, no. No, that's like the end of the movie. I mean, like, but she kept doing, like, weird flirty things with Duke. She did a couple times in the movie. So, 
I'm sure she did she, feel bad about it, but I think also she had a goal. Like, it's a little bit like Viola, just a different house where, like, she has a, she wants something at the end of this. So she, how she wants to, is she really She wants to date it? Sebastian because she she's not sitting there like weeping over her. Yeah. No, she doesn't. Um, she doesn't do as much as you're thinking that that period you're thinking of was like super condensed. She went up to win the gym and she asked him on the date and then they did the date right. really poorly. And then there was like one time after that where Sebastian was around that she like was like, oh, we're close. But then I, then immediately after that. Right. Was, but I'm thinking in terms of how quickly she moves on from feelings because she goes from one thing to another to another. And so I don't think she like stayed in that realm of guilt. And I might be, I honestly might be. Well, Viola like, told her, more to Viola her, told her don't feel bad about it. Like, stop thinking about it. Just, just go up and kiss him. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then she realizes that. But I'm, but she does. She jumps from like thing to thing to thing. So it, 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 she goes from. She's jumping from any. Jealous to literally just kiss him. Anything to, anybody is telling her she's willing to try because she's never yeah. had to work this hard before to get a guy <laughs> to be into her. Which you would think would make her be like, maybe he's gay. Or maybe he's really not into me, like he said to my face. But right. But because her only motivation that I see is just like getting working to get a boyfriend, I don't like I feel like I can't comfortably put her in the house she, based on that. She has incredible faith in herself. Like she like like I said, Sebastian tells her, You are not my type. And she's like, mm. that just can't be correct. <laughs> so <laughs> like so <laughs> yes she is that's okay but it's not like cocky it's just no confident. she's just so, like, yeah she's just like i that i've never run into this before so i don't think it exists like you know i can see her, this is the other thing though she doesn't get mad at, a, at viola in no. the end either no she got what she wanted she, I, which like, i don't I, I know but i don't get like I don't get it. I that's what, get that's it. the I'm other thing too. She that can't be she, the person, I, the person that she knew that she was in love with, in quotes, was Viola, and then she finds out that Viola is a girl and is not Sebastian, and mm-hmm. she's totally fine with transferring this emotion for a totally different person like, onto Sebastian. <laughs> I I don't know. I, she, say, I can't think of any other house that would do that. I don't know. Uh, I could think that maybe. Maybe Ravenclaw. It would Maybe have to be Raven- Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. Yeah, but um, but I don't see a system for her in general. So I'm, I, I can't mean, her system that. could be that she just gets guys. It's a horrible system. I don't want that. It for is. Her. <laughs> I'm going to keep her in Hufflepuff. I, mean, <laughs> I don't want that for any woman. I don't so. think that she is a Ravenclaw. I I mean, I could see no. that, be, like, not in a bad way either. Just that, like, you're really no, just good, she's switching but, up her. <laughs> Switching up what she's doing to make it work. I, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, guy, is, it's I one think of the two. Is, I think that is the the main. I I think the switching is the main aspect that doesn't make her a Ravenclaw. I could see somebody who's really good at um at never being alone. Like I, that's the nice way to say it, I guess. Like you you know, I mean, you must know some girls like that. Like they always tend to have a boyfriend, not in a bad way. They just like having somebody. Yeah, they like having. Yeah, a partner. they like having yeah. a partner. Um, and I I could see that as like a system for a Ravenclaw, but um, they would do it in the same way, right? No, oh, just in, partnership. Right. Yeah. yeah. And she, and she is totally willing to be like, all right, didn't work time for this next thing. So. Yeah. I, ju- I mean, she just strikes me as um like not for nothing, like a goody, goody kind of up and that this was her moment of like 
doing something that was kind of out of the norm for her. And she mm-hmm. was like actually having to try and it was just bringing a little bit of the rules. And that's a little saucy. Um, but I also get very like, don't ask me where this may be completely from the actress's facial expressions, but I feel like she could very easily like go hard for a cause or some shit that she believes in, you know, like she has that. Oh, kind yeah. of, I feel like she has that kind of personality. Um, and she also doesn't tell people to fuck off when they're bothering her, which it, the Hufflepuff, I think, is the only house that'll entertain that shit for, <laughs> for as long as, as like we saw Olivia entertaining with yeah. that guy. I think they care very much about um, they don't want to be impolite and they really like don't want to be nasty. Like yeah. I, I really I see that in a lot of them. They really don't like it. They don't like coming off as rude or whatever. I don't feel that she was like being mean to Eunice either. Like you could take the thought that like she chose Eunice because Eunice wasn't a threat to her, but I didn't really take it that way. I literally just think that she oh, like, doesn't. That, no. Yeah, I just don't think she thinks badly of Eunice. Eunice Eunice was running by, and she was like, "I bet Eunice can come on the date with us." Like she doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she just had shit she had to do, and that was the first person that ran past. It's not, I didn't attach anything like vindictive to it, mm-hmm. um, or like malicious, whatever. She, yeah, I have to put her in Hufflepuff. I, I, not, I, I love putting people in Ravenclaw, so I'd love to, but uh, it, I would need way more from her. And I, it's, it's giving, it's giving Hufflepuff. Um, other than that, Sebastian is the last character I think we talked about, and it was real funny because I, I told Warren she, she kept asking me like, okay, so where do you put them? Where do you put them? And I was like, Viola is a logic house. But she's a different logic house when she's her brother. And I don't know how that works. So I said Viola's clearly a Slytherin, but Viola's Sebastian is a Ravenclaw. And I was like, and don't ask me to explain that. But she was like, okay, that's funny because Sebastian ends up actually being Ravenclaw. Like, genuinely, the the real character Sebastian is. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't get much of him, too. It's kind of like... But everything that we get is screams Ravenclaw. But everything we get... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Olivia thinks it's Viola Sebastian when she goes and, like, recites his lyrics to him and goes and, like, kisses him, whatever. And this is the first day that Sebastian stepped foot here after his London trip. He knows nothing. He knows nobody. And this pretty girl just came and shouted his own lyrics at him and kissed him. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to like it here. (laughs) He does, yeah. And This might as well happen. She whispers, like, see you at the game tomorrow. (laughs) And he doesn't like, know what that means. Yes, he will. He doesn't know what that means. He's like, whatever. He goes up to his room, goes to bed. Um, and then the teammates come in thinking that he's Viola and like throw a soccer ball at him and be like, get up, get like, it's time for the fucking game. And he's like, that must be the game. <laughs> he just goes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, come over here and we'll paint your face, Sebastian. He's literally on the field in Viola's jersey, like trying to dribble a ball. He's very bad at soccer. And he's like, what am I doing here? This isn't fun. It's like, man, I don't know. <laughs> And then, like, he has no problem showing everyone his dick. No, he doesn't. When Viola pulls him under the bleachers, he's like, how'd you get sideburns? She's like, oh, yeah, I'm growing sideburns now. Get the fuck off me. Yeah. He's totally, totally just, like, might as well happen. That's what Rachel called him. He's one of the might as well happen Ravenclaws. There's many of them, and they're really funny when they come up. (laughs) You know, you've got, like, the Scots from Ant-Man. Is his name Scott? Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the big one for me. 
use the yeah why not like walking on the sidewalk <laughs> sure i love those oh they're so funny so i, I had wish we'd gotten more sebastian but it's the you can only ask for so much from these like hour and 12 minute movies okay they are masterpieces as they are we got enough of sebastian to sort okay like very clearly it's true uh so full castle oh wow that's okay. exciting. Cool. Also, a Ravenclaw Hufflepuff romantic pairing. Not that we saw a ton of them, but still not cool. that we get to. Enjoy not that it. we no. even really know that they were good for each other, since we saw two seconds of them actually together. No way of knowing, but yeah, no way to know. But I assume they all ended up together and like lived happily ever after. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed Straight to. Straight out of high school. Straight out of high school. Exactly. That always works. All right. Well, next time uh, we will be doing 911. I know that was supposed to be this week, but um, Haley went to Greece, that bitch. So <laughs> we we will be doing it next week. Um, and then after that, it'll be our vampire month. We'll be doing True Blood and Vampire Diaries. So hope you'll uh, tune in for that because we're excited to talk about it. Yeah. It- Rachel's falling asleep. She's so excited. I am. I'm doing great over here. Every episode will be like this from now on. <laughs> I hope not, because we'll be on weekends. Yeah, my body will still be broken and battered and bruised. Um, it's not sustainable. <laughs> yeah, no, I've 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 changed my my recording hours, guys. I'm only doing this on Fridays and Saturdays, or I will have a nervous breakdown because I can't add more because life, <laughs> life. So. This is a weeknight. This is my last weeknight recording, so I'm very tired, and uh, I need to go. So I hope you enjoyed this, and I will see you next time with special guests, Illy and Haley, and that's a lot of fun. And uh, then we're really, yes, gearing up for Vampire Month, which Vampire is my fucking favorite. So I'll see you on the flip side. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sort of Brilliant. If our sorting choices inspired any rage or excitement, we'd love to hear from you. We're open to feedback, suggestions for characters to sort, and solid counter-arguments with citations. Never forget your citations. You can find us hanging out on Twitter and Instagram at SOB underscore pod, or shoot us an email at sortofbrilliant at gmail.com. And since we're not above begging, please rate and subscribe to Sort of Brilliant on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please share our posts on social media, and if you're a Gryffindor, maybe you'll inspire sorting fights among your own friend group. The theme music is Hot Shot by Scott Holmes. Can't wait to sort with you again next time. Bye!